The Florida Horse Podcast is presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association. Welcome to our Florida Horse Podcast. I'm Tammy Gant, your host today, and I'm joined by Fiona Robert Squire here with the North Marion High School program. It's a very exciting educational program that's available to high school students here in our county, which is the horse capital of the world. Welcome, Fiona. Thank you. It's so great you could make it out today. And I know you're a recent graduate, so I appreciate you coming into the studio to share with us a little bit about the North Marion Equine Program and your experience in it. Yeah. And so I know when we were talking a bit earlier, you had mentioned that you were one of the few horsewomen in the program. And so what role do you think you played differently because you came into the program with horse experience and most of the students don't have horse experience? Um, I think I kind of acted as a safety net for some students and not necessarily because certain things would go badly or they'd get scared more of so a student may have an issue with a horse and I would be able to step in rather than one of the adults, one of the few adults that would be there. Um, rather than them having to step away from whatever they might be doing, whatever student they might be helping with, I could kind of step in as a second advisor over whatever they were doing and go, oh, no, you're doing that correctly, or, oh, I can handle this situation for you, and just kind of act as another set of guiding hands. Yeah, so saying this is what the horse is up to, this is what their body language mm -hmm. is saying, because you've grown, you, you've, you've been around horses many, mm -hmm. most of your life. And so tell us a little bit about the North Marion Equine Magnet Program, because I don't think this exists anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. So explain a little bit as you see it from the student's perspective, what it is about. Yeah, so on campus, we have two broodmares. And so basically now we have a class, but before it was a program where you would get an application from Miss Lori Jones and she would go through a very extensive application process, make sure you're right the, the right fit, go through your academics, kind of like you would for a sports team. And mm. then after school, certain months, you would go to Mr. Bobby's um, at Bobby Mr. Jones Bobby Equine. Jones, yeah. Yep. And he would help us work with his yearlings for sales and stuff like that. But it was really an opportunity that she had to make the horse community more accessible to students in Marion County who may not have ever touched a horse, ever been around a horse, um, wanted to get more into the horse industry. So we would get, now we get to go out to the horse field. We get to mess around with the broodmares after school or during class. Um, we this year have bred them both. So we get a full every year to keep the program going mm -hmm. so it's because the money that you raise from the sale of the horses mm -hmm. goes back into the program yep, it's almost completely self-funded so a lot of times we get the breedings will be donated or we'll get hay and feed donated um, but we try to be pretty self-sustainable with it so the colts and fillies that we sell in the october and january sales come back um, to us the money does and we can use it to buy more broodmares or new broodmares if they're getting old or refurbishing our barns and yeah. fields and stuff like that just like a, a typical equine business yep. so you're you're pin hooking horses you're you're breeding to sell or not breeding to race uh and so when you talk about the you know out there with the broodmares what are some specific skills that this program provides for non-horse people so some of the main things we learn is handling horses properly grooming properly bathing properly and then feeding properly is kind of a newer thing for us but with broodmares we also get to learn about reproduction mm -hmm. so for non-horse people it's pretty interesting getting to go out and say i let a 16 hand thoroughbred today and like survived because yeah. a lot of people think oh well horses are so dangerous and that's another thing i love is that this kind of gives you another aspect of it um 
perspective like, that that thoroughbreds right. aren't necessarily necessarily high strung like people think they right. might be or horses in general while they're much larger and you haven't met one before that with the proper proper skill set that you can find that they're very very kind and docile right um, animals in the world and that they they love people right which i think really helps um and then you know grooming horses is a major part of our industry you have barn grooms barn help that's always grooming horses or just people that want to go out and take a riding lesson it always starts with grooming a horse so teaching kids that might not even know how to brush a horse because it's different than brushing your hair and different than brushing a dog um it's a great way to show them like this is step by step of how you do certain things with certain animals and yeah. yeah and it is interesting because a lot of young people can probably have ref frame of reference to having a dog or mm -hmm. know someone that has a dog and they've learned how to pet the dog how to approach the dog mm -hmm. like you say brush the dog and it is different in the horse world so I do think like you just hit the nail on the head that the program success is based on creating accessibility for those that have an interest in horses here in horse capital of the world yeah. but don't necessarily have that moment when they know someone on a farm where they can be on a working farm right so this provides that working farm experience mm -hmm. So what do you think the career opportunities will lie out there for graduates from the program? Because you get an equine certification degree, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So you can be an equine program completer, um, but this is also, even if you don't necessarily get a, take the certification test or anything like that, it's a great thing to put on your resume because mm -hmm. you can say, I've worked with animals not only animals i've worked with brood mares i've worked with horses i was part of the, the once in a lifetime um program only high school in the world that has a program specifically like this with brood mares mm -hmm. so i put it on my resume for college and it's opened up doors for me with hunter jumper show barns with different colleges with different equine programs so it depends of course what you want to go into but if you want to go into anything that has animal behavior no matter the animal horse behavior horse training horse management breeding anything like that it's a great thing to yeah have and be like no I did this and I have the experience to show for it well and also I mean you're so well spoken I think that you have to talk to others about the, the horses and the animals so obviously your leadership skills as far as uh, public speaking and being confident to explain the horse industry I mean you do a great job of Thank that you. you know so I'm sure when you look at all of those things, you have a passion for it. So mm -hmm. when you have a passion for it, then it comes through loud and clear. Oh, for sure. And, yes. and so, so now tell me a little bit, you, you have a horse mm -hmm. and you're getting ready to go to college. So you've graduated from North Berrien High School. Um, you wanna talk a little bit about where you're headed and what equine program you're doing next. Yeah, so I'm going to Centenary College or University in New Jersey. And I'm taking my off-the-track thoroughbred mare, Queenie. She's a show jumper. So currently we show in like the 8.5 meter okay. um, classes. But I'll be taking her up so I can progress with her career. Um, I'm leaving my rest of the herd behind, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, but I'll take her up there to help progress her throughout the next four years. And then I'm getting a degree, hopefully, if everything goes smoothly and I don't change my mind. Um, either in training, I may end up switching to management further down the line because I want to become a professional in the hunter jumper show world mm -hmm. but as of right now i'm going to school for training and like the psychological side of working with horses so queenie what do you know queenie's bloodline i do so she is tappet okay and oh. she is um he's had enough okay is in her bloodline um her brother is a couple hundred thousand dollars into the racing industry and so is her dad um so, and so she has great talent yeah so she's she would have been quite the racehorse um, and then she had a racing industry injury when she was two. She hadn't 
actually raced yet, but she was breezing on a track and it was just a fraction of sesamoid healed up in less than a year. And um, I bought her from Seminole Stables, who I work with very closely here in Ocala. Um, I have three off the track thoroughbreds from Gabe and his wife, Kim, and right. I'm very close with them. Yeah, and that shows but. your networking skills, right? Mm -hmm. You network with others, and that's what helps develop your own business, mm -hmm. your own equine business. Absolutely, yeah. And so so you mentioned a little bit about leaving the rest of the horses behind, and I can feel for you. So when I went from high school to college, it was only an hour and a half away, but I left my childhood horse, and then I also left some horses that I used to work and train for others. And so it was really hard at first, mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't able to bring my horse to college, being that it was only an hour and a half away. Right. But um, having the opportunity to have Queenie then will give you that full focus on on her and then obviously when you come to visit your folks you'll get to see mm -hmm. your horses and so when you come back I heard you might be helping with the North Marion equine program when you can during mm -hmm. your, your breaks yep so the October OBS sale and January OBS sale are a really big time for the North Marion program and Bobby Jones equine because he always has horses in those two sales so if everything goes well and I'm able to make it back down I'll end up working with them um, only instead of under North Mary and it'll be under Mr. Bobby mm -hmm. and I'll work with them with like, his like an actual sales and, consignment mm -hmm. position yeah. which is another great thing that I loved about the program another was, thing to put on that resume yeah, yeah when you if you work hard enough it opens a door for Mr. Bobby to possibly hire you or other industry professionals to possibly hire you for sales or full watch or anything like that and what do you think they look for the, the horse handling probably has got to be the number one skill I'd say that and full watch um just because full watchers are so difficult to come by because it's an all-night thing and you have to be able to have the stamina to stay up and then if something does happen or if something goes wrong you have to have the knowledge or know what to do to find someone who does have the knowledge in those situations little crisis um, communications yeah, there. yeah no for sure so so which of those things because obviously you had horses mm -hmm. and you've learned some things in the program what what was your favorite thing that you learned or you take away from the program probably reproductions like the reproduction side of owning horses and then the skills it takes to help with a foal um, or a mare I've seen some of the best photos that come out of the program mm -hmm. with the your, it's like you guys are the mamas of the babies. The, the foals come out and I see all the students just smiling so yeah. big. Like, look, I have my little one. That moment has to be really amazing. Yeah, it is. I had the chance to full watch twice over the spring break. Of course, we can only do it like on breaks and weekends and stuff like that to not interfere with our academics. But I got to full watch twice over break. We had one um, full and then we had one that didn't fall. So it was just like a fun sleep overnight because um, <laughs> she was holding yeah, out in a right? barn yes but the next time we did end up getting a foal and it really it's a really special experience even if something is to go wrong or if it goes completely smoothly if you end up with a happy mare and a happy foal it's always just so magical to be able to go out the next day and see them running around it's amazing how one like moment the they're in the womb and then within 24 hours they're running like a thoroughbred yep it's and i don't think people weird. realize that how quickly they get to their feet and become a little horse yeah, immediately. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And even learning how to foal, I actually ended up foaling my own warm blood baby. Congratulations. Um, a few weeks later. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to foal it myself. Uh -huh. um, but I will say having the experience I had at Mr. Bobby's, it was definitely kind of eye-opening for me to do it with my own horse because, of course, that adds five times the amount of stress. Mm -hmm. But I would not have been able to even navigate that situation if it wouldn't have been for being part of the program. Yeah, and it, it does happen where your veterinarian or those that are going to be assisting with the horse 
um, sometimes that does that's an impossibility. Yeah. So when I grew up as a youth, we were training Mustangs, and we had Mustangs through the government program out west, and mm-hmm. one was pregnant, and we were not aware of it when we got her. Later on, we were, but we really weren't sure of a due date. So I get a call from high school. I run home, and she won't lay down. So here I am, folding a mirror, standing up. That's a Mustang, so you're a little <laughs> nervous to be behind her in a pasture and it was a beautiful experience Mm -hmm. we named her snickers Um, i had a hershey's right before i got there so i named the baby (laughs) hershey and it was a a great success but Mm -hmm. the thing is those moments train you to be prepared for when you have to do that and so when you can put that on your resume as a legitimate job Mm -hmm. that you've done then it does show leaps and bounds first of all how much you care about horses because there is a lot of dedication to staying up all night oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then just those skills that i call crisis management because it really is crisis management because even if everything goes right you are checking those boxes of things to make sure they do right yeah Yeah. so is there anything you would like to add about this program to a prospective student or a prospective employer what would you tell either one or both? Um, probably that North Marion has an amazing just like network of students and teachers. I was only there for a year, but I, I'd been to three high schools, um, one in the East Coast of Florida and then North, uh, North Marion, obviously. And then I did online for a year and being through three different education systems in the span of a high school career. I have to say North Marion was very inviting. I didn't feel like I was being shut out of opportunities or anything like that. They're very inclusive for new students, students that are coming in as freshmen or even students coming in as seniors. Um, And it's just, it's a really nice environment to kind of get to grow and network and create opportunities because if you ask, you're going to receive. Okay. Um, Yeah. And what would you say prospective employers? Um, what what skills would they say, hey, I'm about to hire someone from that program. What mm-hmm. could they expect from those students? Dedication, lots of hard work. I didn't I don't think I met a single student who was actually part of the program who didn't want to wake up at 430 in the morning <laughs> to get to OBS to be sweeping the barn aisles and helping wash horses. So really dedicated people, dedicated um, young adults who will try their hardest to make whoever it is they're working for happy and proud yeah and there's a lot of dedication to that I think there um, for youth there's always this misnomer that you, you don't get out of bed early that mm-hmm. you're on your phone all the time that technology is that crutch you hang on to but right. I think this is a good example that there are people that are going to love to be involved mm-hmm. in agriculture and in the horse and animal world if given the opportunity like you said it's all about access oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so um I know you have a horse so did your family come from a horse background I think we've got a, a, like about another minute before we wrap up you want to talk a little bit about about your background yeah so I'm a first generation equestrian um so I'm a show jumper but I've dabbled in the western sports and I own and operate with my mom my own sale and training barn now um but my mom grew up with horses but she never professionally rode just like trail rides here and there and my dad is a computer engineer so kind of first time getting on a horse was one of my birthdays after I was born um so he went a couple decades without ever sitting on a horse really and it's definitely kind of eye-opening getting to watch them experience things for the first time like I have, mm-hmm. like figuring out how to manage a barn properly and pulling your own horse and buying your first horse or your first investment horse and stuff like that. So, yeah. But yeah. It's nice because they can go along the journey with mm-hmm. you and see why you love it. And then hopefully maybe with your father's background, with all the technological mm-hmm. ch- and changes with AI and everything else, I always look at the parts of the horse world to me that could become automated, like cleaning the stalls, the things yeah. that are hard work, but they are very good because they do teach you 
um, the hard work involved with uh, owning horses and horsemanship. But maybe along the way, you combine both of those and come mm-hmm. up with something that makes a little time saving so people can spend more time with their horses versus necessarily cleaning their stalls. Right. <laughs> so, well, I appreciate you coming in. And I know, again, the, the teacher is Lori Albritton Jones, Lori Jones, and then Bobby Jones Consignment is the farm that you work with. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that's available to the whole county. The students in the whole county can come over for that program. In addition, they're adding three farms eventually in the next couple years mm-hmm. that will have the same model. And then there is a private school here in town also that's doing that. Mm-hmm. But it is the one of its kind in not even the United States, but the whole world. Yeah. And it's so exciting to meet you that you've been a part of that. And congratulations and good Thank luck you. in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. The Florida Horse Podcast has been presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association. Council encourages Florida horse owners and businesses to take the Economic Impact Survey. Showcasing the economic impact from this survey helps inform local and state political leaders, encourages investment in land and equine businesses and job impact. Take the survey today. Visit horsecouncil.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by Horse Capital TV and the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association.